Hey, well, welcome back to the Carpet Cleaner Success Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, John Clendenning here. And with me today, I have got Boris Ostrowski, if I pronounce that correctly, Boris. And um, he's the owner and founder of VepoClean, uh, which is a maid service in, in New Jersey and New York, Manhattan area, and starting to franchise across the United States. So very exciting stuff. So welcome to the podcast, Boris. I'm sure our listeners are going to Love hearing your story, what you're all about, and where you're going with the business. Welcome to the Carpet Cleaner Success Podcast, a show created to inspire carpet cleaning business owners to build their own thriving residential and commercial cleaning business. Your host, John Clendenning, has built and sold successful cleaning businesses for multiple six figures over his 30-year career and is the founder of Carpet Cleaner Marketing Masters, a digital agency that turns your online marketing into a lead generation machine. Tune in as John shares proven tips, strategies, and expert interviews to help fast-track your success in the carpet cleaning industry. Welcome to tell us a little bit about uh, Boris and, and, and the business. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, John. Thank you for having this podcast with me. I really, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we've been having uh, the business relation for the past, what, like three years? And yeah, uh, I absolutely love working with you guys. Um, you know, it's been an amazing journey. And, uh you know, but uh, we've been in business for over 10 years now, uh, wow. developing this location here in New Jersey, New York area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it started, you know, it started uh, small, but now it's kind of big. And uh, I realized that um, I have the mentor type of uh, personality and I love passing the knowledge and, uh, you know, and uh, passing the success to other people. And that's what I really, I really want to be in the franchise business as well as a cleaning business, of course. It's just that cleaning is really just a vehicle, but it's really the lifestyle that I'm after, right? Yeah. I want to provide that lifestyle for the people and, uh, you know, uh, so that I feel like the, uh, they have that entrepreneur lifestyle that a lot of people are dreaming of. If they're nine to five or they're doing something else and they're happy, they're in operations all the time, you know, so that's that's what I really bring to the table. Yeah. No, and I think that's awesome um, because your story is really cool. Like, again, 10 years, I didn't actually know it was that long. Uh, Almost I, I year, probably yeah. knew at one point, I forgot. <laughs> but um, uh, you guys have a really unique focus. When I first uh, when I first met you and kind of learned about VepoClean, um, you do things differently. You have a kind of a unique approach to to the the, the cleaning, the spa-like experience and, and all of that kind of stuff. Where did that come from? Like, what's what was the whole idea behind sort of not just being a maid service yeah. and, you know, just going in and, and cleaning, but actually having a different experience for the, the homeowner? Sure. So actually, um, it's funny how the world works, right? Because I know the toughest thing in this business now is recruiting, right? Yeah. I mean, we have a oh, we have crazy. a we have we have a great system on how to recruit. But anyway, you know, yeah. when I started, I didn't I know not I knew nothing about it, right? So I gave out of all places, I gave an ad on Craigslist. This okay. was this was 2000, um, 2014, right? Okay. So on Craigslist in my area, like you know, it, it would it, it would be the last thing I would do right now. But yeah. I gave a ad on Craigslist, and the first person I ever interviewed. I remember as it was yesterday, she walked in uh, into Dunkin' Donuts and I was sitting there <laughs> waiting for her. I didn't have any clients yet. I only had a concept, some yeah. sort of a, you know, sort of a, sort of like uh, an idea of a concept, right? Yeah. She walks in, I started talking, I'm like, oh, she's probably too old, you know, probably not a good, you know, probably not a good candidate, but whatever. I started talking to her and I gave her a chance and she ended up to be without exaggeration, John, she's probably the best 
professional cleaner in the whole country, if not the world. I swear to God. Wow. <laughs> is that yeah, I, I don't think any less of her. And these are not just the words. This is the this is the true story. And she's still with like, you today? She so she's a consultant. Yeah, she's a consultant okay. with, oh, awesome. she worked okay. with us for five, six years. That actually one of our partners that we work with, one of the build one of the property management companies, yeah. huge national uh, national national brand. So she went to work for them. Okay. In mind, you know, she needed she needed her 401k, she needed her pension. She's she's already retired, but she still does some consulting for us. Yeah. So uh, you know, so I started with her and uh kind of you know the whole methodology kind of was born from there and wow. uh you know i i packaged it so it could be presented well yeah but the core of it i mean it's simple but it's something like nobody else does yeah. right so uh you i ran it i ran it off you in the past couple of months it's called uh clean 5.1 yeah right so um so actually the way the way we clean is that um you know how People don't don't take a shower with the with the, with the, with a baby wipe, right? Yeah. You ever try that? You can't do it unless yeah, no. you're on the gas station somewhere, right? Exactly. But that's what that's how people clean, actually, right? When they use the spray and and the towel, or they use the duster, you know. Yeah, or their little Swiffer mops with a tiny little drop of moisture on them, and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So when people use uh, you know Windex, makes me laugh. Or when I see yeah. when I see an ad with you know with a maid, or, you know with the with the with the with a duster. Duster. Yeah. It makes me laugh a little bit, you know, because all she does is she you know she she wipes it off and it drops drops it right pushes back, it into right? the air and you're breathing it in and it gets back exactly. on everything again once it settles. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. And with bathrooms and kitchens, the same thing. Like, you know, people people spray and they wipe. People spray yeah. and they wipe. It's equivalent of taking a shower with the with the baby wipe. Right. Yeah. So what we do is actually we give the kitchen and the bathrooms, we give it, we give it a wash that they deserve, right? We yeah. actually wash it with water, soap and water and a sponge. We wash it, then we wipe it with a with a wet towel, and then we detail with a dry towel. Yeah. And not only it's more efficient, but the results are amazing. Yeah, so and, it's simple, but it's packaged, and, right? and it makes sense because it's so. What what I've talked about for years is delivering that client experience. So there's things you do that have to be unique or compelling. I actually call it a compelling sales proposition versus a unique one. A unique one, you could be the only maid service around or carpet cleaning service that dress up like clowns. It's unique, but there's nothing compelling about it. But if you're compelling, you have a you you have a special way of doing things. You package it up. You create an experience for your clients that are different. These things don't cost a lot extra. They might take a few 10, 15 minutes longer to do in the home, but the wow factor that builds the company um, you guys tapped into that early on. I love the fact that you didn't even have a business yet and you're already hiring or meeting with people to to grow the business because that's the entrepreneurial spirit. It's like, hey, I've got an idea. I'm not going to be the guy out there cleaning, right? I'm going to hire the people, but I've got an idea and a concept and let's grow with it. And you found the right person to to bounce yeah, that off amazing. of. And... You know how the universe, the universe just uh, just brings you stuff when yeah. you know when you you know yeah. when you just you got to take action when you when you actually implement right. and put it. It's always they talk about yeah the the um you know the secret the movie the secret or the power exactly, of manifesting. Because I didn't think I didn't think yeah. finding people was difficult, so I yeah. just kind of did it. You know, yeah. well, like when you when you don't see challenges, it just kind of happens to you. 
Yeah. You know, that's how universe works. And that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got to put it out there, but then you've also got to do the work. That's that missing piece oh, of, of the secret is you, yeah. you actually got to go meet the person at the Dunkin' Donuts. You actually have to, right, you can't course, just wait yeah. for it to fall in your lap. Right. And so, right, exactly. so that's a good, that's a good lesson for the people listening too. is like, we've all got these ideas, but you got to leave the house. You got to get out from behind the computer and actually go and meet people and do things and stuff like that. So, so that was the starting of it at 10 years ago and even getting into those condos and becoming sort of a cleaning professional for the residents of condos was kind of a unique angle as well, because again, I ran, I ran, um, um, three different Molly made franchises for a period of time. We built, bought them, built them up and sold them in the middle of my journey. Um, never thought of that. Like, you know, that, that was, we did a whole bunch of other stuff to deliver a great client experience, but never thought of, Hey, why don't we, uh, kind of get into these condo buildings and 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 go after that crowd because all the residents in the building would be viable um, cleaning candidates right exactly. so, that's like that's leverage that's marketing leverage uh one-on-one right it like, is uh, yeah one to many first one of all you many. get first of all you get the legitimacy of the property manager right you yeah. get the legitimacy of the people that work in the building they already trust them so you know yeah. it's um by affiliation right trust by affiliation yeah yeah that's yeah thing. you get that, that perceived endorsement yeah exactly yeah, and the second thing is that for the property managers, why it's good is because it makes their properties stand out more. You know, you yeah. have, you know, for you offer this service, you 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 have a gym, you have a pool, you know, you have a twenty four hour concierge, or you also have a maid service on site. You know, yeah. so so that's no one. I think it's a great value add that most people don't think of, and then put that with your branding and your colors and your logos. It's professional. It's not a bunch of people in jeans and a t shirt. Like it's all thought sure. through well. So now you you look like the you know the cleaner that somebody like a maid service that somebody in a condo who's paying the big bucks to be there and be part of that whole environment is going to go. Yeah. And I want these guys, right. Of course they could call somebody else in and all that, yeah. but you guys are on site and the endorsed, the endorsed person. Right. So, um, exactly. and from a technical standpoint, I love the idea that it also gives you a legitimate additional location for Google Maps and and that kind of thing as well, because you legitimately exactly. have offices in these locations, right? So yeah. it, it it actually from a from a technical it's a it's a, it's a uh, it's a staff room, you know. It's a yeah. it's a it's a, you know, most of the time it's just a closet, which is which is good enough, but it's yeah. still you know, but it's still uh, it's, it's still it's, yeah, yes. you can you can still pass the mustard. So that was a little bit about the the marketing, um, because again, made servers are, are a dime a dozen. I know from owning them, so um, either are going to try and be the discount like these nineteen dollar whole home cleaning ads that you see now or you're going to go the other way and say hey we don't want the volume of discount and rattling through a whole bunch of um, employees that don't like the work and rattling through a whole bunch of customers that are just cheap people and then trying to make that slight margin on on huge volume we'd rather you know make good margin doing a great job and hiring the right people that can be paid well and stick around uh, because hiring such a problem and all of that comes from from better marketing right so you you have mm -hmm. to market to the better crowd the higher more affluent crowd they speak differently they hang out with different people they like the marketing's different so i know i know you've done a few magazines like hoboken girl and stuff like that um um what else like what what kind of marketing have you done to make that that Vepo clean experience, that spa-like cleaning experience with 
with water um, filtration vacuums instead of dust yeah, filling so, stuff. Like, how have you told this story to the marketplace? What are, what are the ways? Yeah, so I forgot to it? mention. I forgot to mention the point one uh, aspect yep. of the clean five point one. So that's uh, that's of course our our yep, uh, water, yep. water filtration system. Yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, that's the vacuum that we use. That nobody. We're the only company in the industry that uses that. Yeah. So that coupled with the methodology that I described for kitchen and bathrooms, that's what makes us uh, makes us uh, the only company that really yep. provides you know, generally organic and generally clean and generally, you know. Um, yeah. And then how do you get that message out? What are some of the things that you guys do that um that get that message into the marketplace and have people share, you know, and refer you and all of that stuff? Like, what is the process? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in the beginning, you know, in the beginning, of course, we did a lot of guerrilla marketing. We did a lot of flyers, you know, we did a lot of door hangers. Uh, yeah. Our first client was actually, you know, was actually, uh, actually, um, the original idea was to kind of market to have that concept of online or you know on-site housekeeping to the uh, to the luxury communities to yeah. the to, to the to, to multifamily buildings and that's where we really kind of started right and uh, you know i remember i had achilles tendon surgery okay as i was starting the business right <laughs> and, uh, thank god now you're hobbling around with a boot on <laughs> exactly so my first my first meeting my first meeting meeting with a property manager i was actually bleeding bleeding all the way because they just they just you know it's a brand new building and i remember they were installing some uh, some glass table in the lobby yeah and of course i'm walking there you know he gave me a tour like of the building and showed me some apartments and I'm walking there and it's a glass table, you know, that the guys are installing and I trip over the table. Oh no. <laughs> my Achilles, my Achilles, you know, scar opened yeah. and I'm walking, I'm bleeding all over the place. I was like, wow, you know, yeah. it was bad. That's but you know, we ended up working together. We're still working with that building. It's a brand, you know, it's, it's already yeah. 10 years of working in that building. So, um, it has almost 500 apartments. So that's how we kind of started. We started in that, in that, um, you know, in that space. But then as we, you know, as we grew, we saw that, you know, the, the demand for the service is actually pretty big. You know, people started posting it. People started talking about it. We did a couple of videos. Yeah. Some Video were professionals already. and some were, you know, on, from, on an iPhone and the, the word got around and, uh, yeah. you know, people love coming back. It smells nice. We do aromatherapy is a complimentary part of yeah. our service. Uh, we do like a little presentation. We'll leave a little candy behind when we leave. You know, we try to attend, we try to tend to everything so that people feel like we were there. Like, for example, if the, you know, if the, um, if the cable is just hanging there, you know, we try to, the best we could, we try Tuck to it away and roll yeah. it and put it and put it nicely. Yeah. You know, if uh, towels are hanging, we try to make, uh, you know, some sort of a, a presentation, like, uh, you know, like, 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 in a, like in a spa, like in a hotel. Yeah. So these are the type of things that when people walk in, first of all, they smell, right? So we try to appeal to the senses, right? So yeah. there are five senses that we have, right? So we try to appeal to three of them, right? One is sight, two is smell, and uh, three is taste, Yeah. right? We can appeal to the we can appeal to the hearing because yeah. there's nothing we can do you know we can leave them yeah. the orchestra you know <laughs> but uh, but as my as many uh, as many senses that we can appeal to to the client yeah. when they you know, when they walk in you know we try to make them remember us yeah and I mean again all of that stuff like it fits into cleaning theory when we we talked about before um you and I one on one it's like when something 
when something's clean, it smells nice. And when it smells nice, we think it's clean. So you're, you're basically that. saying, hey, let's, let's connect those dots when somebody walked in. Let's create a remarkable experience, which stands for, let's have them remark on it, tell other people about it. If you just provide an average service with you know average employees doing average things, yeah. you're going to have mm -hmm. an average result. If, if at all, like, you know, yeah. but if you actually think through how to build a almost like, like, again, now you're making it into a franchise, but when you even start a business, like, how would you franchise what you do? How would you make it so predictable that everybody walks into Starbucks, the coffee's the same, no matter where in the world they go in, they go into McDonald's, they go into whatever. And it's the experience is designed by the business owner and the business to deliver that result. And then it it supercharges the marketing. Some people go, well, you know, my marketing is, you know, maybe a little sluggish. Well, it's also could be because your reputation's a little bit sluggish. Your reviews are a little bit sluggish. Um, nobody's talking about you. They're not getting done and going, wow, that was amazing. And when you yeah. think those things through, it all is marketing. It's the, the crews and the vehicles and the uniforms and how you leave a job site and all of that. All of it is a moment of marketing because marketing is just impressing upon your customers and your potential customers, um, your brand in a positive light. That is what marketing is. So anything you do to do that is 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 is, is helpful. Which kind of leads us into the next question. So operationally, um, mm -hmm. some people say to me, "It's like, well, John, that's all nice. You, I know you got you used to have your technicians go out in shirts and ties, and then they had their booties they put on to walk around, and then they they rolled out the red carpet, and then they switched into their indoor shoes, and they had to do they had a bunch of these different little moments throughout the home of presenting something, and at the end of it, giving over the gift and all of that kind of stuff. And you taught your technicians, you know, as best you could to do that every single time, and rewarded them for it, carrot in the stick, make it." You know, but operationally, I can't. How would I ever do that um, to make the business run the way it needs to? Right. Um, I, I learned from a guy, Ken Glickman, years ago from a book called iPower. And I, I saw him speak a bunch of times, make it easier for them to do it right than do it wrong. And you're solving most of the problems. But what would you do? Well, like operationally, if for same, you know, any cleaning service, maid service, listen to this call. They're going, yeah, that sounds great, Boris. But unless you've got like, you know, a whip in your hand, how are you getting them to actually do this? Because I can't find yeah. cleaners to do that. I love that phrase, by the way. I use it not not in the not in the same not in, not exactly the same words as you as you as you just uh, yeah. put it uh, to make it, make it easier to do it right than do it wrong. Yeah. That I tell them this on every meeting, right? If you follow the process, you will actually work less and you will actually work easier. Yeah. Because our process is that you know is that efficient, right? Yeah. So you want to be efficient, and if you work efficiently, then you work less and you tire less. You can spend more time with your kids and you, you know, you have, you have more, more energy when you come back. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Good getting message. back to the operations, you know, I'm a little bit fanatical about, about the order in the business. Right. Yeah. So I have a system for, you know, if, uh, if you could make a system for, I don't know, uh, the most, the most simple things in life, I like to document it and I like to, you know, and I like to have a, have a training on it. If it's yeah. part of the, if, 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 if it's part of the, you know, part of the day to day and then test them on it. Right. And then quality control it, of course, to make sure that it's, uh, to make sure that it's followed. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, to this day, it's been 10 years, but to this day, we still, you know, we still perfect our system. Right. So, yeah. uh, new rules come out, like a new rule come out, came out in the company this week, not a rule, but uh, a best practice. Yeah, okay. Right. Like for example, cleanings over three hours, a mandatory quality control and mandatory uh, client sign off. Right. Okay. Because we had an issue with, uh, you know, with what well, it makes sense. If you're in a place long, there's a point at which somebody's kind of mentally checking exactly. out a little exactly. bit. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, you know this client, this client, uh, it was obvious that it was her. She, you know, it was her. It was her her goal to get a free cleaning, and she got a free cleaning. So yeah. I feel like you know, I feel like you know, for the four hundred, it was a four hundred dollar lesson that I learned. Yeah, right. So yeah. Uh, those you know, are some those are uh, some of the best lessons to learn. You you make it right by the customer, even if the customer's wacky. That's all fine because yeah. you don't want the negative review. You make it right by the customer, solve exactly. the problem on the back end. It's okay to have a problem once. It's, exactly. If it happens second, third, fourth time, now you got a real problem. The first time you've got something to solve. It's almost like, hey, I'm happy. I've got I've got a new thing I didn't think of that I now need exactly. to find a solution for. So cool. Carry right. on. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So you know, so operationally, you know, so we have, you know, first of all, obviously, we have, you know, we have a very, very clear, uh, you know, uh, standard operating procedure okay. that we, you know, when we when we bring a new hire, we have a standard oper operating procedure for onboarding, for hiring, for training, yeah. you know, for everything, right? Uh, then we have uh, we have quality control. We have you know a person that her sole job is to okay. do quality control. If she's sick like today, I did some quality control, and I still have a couple more to go to. Right? Okay. So quality control is super super important. Independent quality control, right? Yeah. So when we have a quality control person who is you know who does only that, yeah, she's not even. Uh, I mean, as sucks as it is, she's not even allowed to. Kind of have fun and associate with with the team because she wants to be we, we want to independent right that so we have sense. a christmas That's party a yeah she's not coming to the christmas party you know because <laughs> her, her position doesn't yeah, that kind of sucks but yeah i get what you're going we, we want to keep it pure you know yeah. so um <clears throat> You know, yeah. so that's, uh, you know, just these are just some examples. And of course, you know, of course, we have ongoing trainings. Yeah. You know, we have testing, you know, we have all, all sort of things, all sorts of things that, you know, that makes making sure that, you know, the job is consistent and we do it right and we do it right the first time. That's no, that's brilliant. So that's, yeah. And for the owner, and for the owner, like for me, right? I'm I'm yep. into a lifestyle, right? I love yep. like I just came back. I was I was in the Alps for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. And the business is running. The business is growing, right? Yeah. So I want the owner. Uh, so the reason, the whole concept, the whole reason for franchising, right? Yep. And I know you buy a franchise. Uh, you know, I don't, you you're pretty business savvy, but a lot of people, it's their first business. You know, yeah. they want, you know, they want they want somebody to hold their hand. And unfortunately, a lot of franchises that I've witnessed, you know, they buy themselves a job, right? Yeah. They buy themselves a business that they, you know, they start to hate. They're starting to hate after three months. You know, yep. this is not the lifestyle that I want for, for our franchisees, right? No. I want their, you know, I want them to have a free time. I want them to spend time with their kids. And these are not just words. These are not just, you know, I have these specific tools that yeah. will allow them to do that. The same tools that I use, right? Yeah. So, it's part about being rigorous as well. Like you, you held, held yourself and your staff to a standard. It isn't just like, oh, okay, yeah, do whatever. Hopefully they don't complain, whatever you like, you know, how do you clean? How do you bring the equipment into the location? How do you pack the car? How do you like everything becomes a system. Therefore you as the business owner can go away and go, my system is running. And if my system, if somebody doesn't follow my system, there's a people problem. We, we have discipline. Mm -hmm. Or there's a system problem. We have something to fix, but it's 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 manageable and controllable, and it's not just a wild card happening. And hopefully, you know, running by the seat of your pants, which I see a lot of businesses, you know, they they really think that everything can just run by the seat of their pants. Um, there's a whole movement right now about um, there's YouTube channels and people young 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 kids talking about or young people talking about how you can start up a cleaning business, maid service, carpet cleaning, whatever remotely. Just hire somebody remotely, run Facebook ads, and you'll just be busy and raking in the money. 
none of that is building a business. Everything we, you and I just talked about is how you build the framework of a business that gives you the freedom, you know, and the lifestyle you want down the road, you know, as, as, as fast as you can iterate and get it in place is as fast as you can go, ah, there it is. There's that peace of mind. I was, I was looking for starting a business is, is bootstrapping. And there's a lot of work because you're starting something new, but you know, it's the whole thing, but it's, a franchise gives you and and trainings like these videos and stuff like that give you a step up going, Oh, let me think about that and put that in place next. So, and now yeah. you've got something that makes it easier to do it right than do it wrong. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I see two big components to this business, right? It's uh, the, it's, it's for the, for the owner, right? Yeah. It's establishing the culture, right? Yeah. Because the culture is super important. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, establishing marketing, right? Yep. So these two components, it's it's not really operations, right? It's the yep. system that runs the culture, because you know you can't just tell tell uh, you know tell your staff, okay, do this, do this, do this, this, and that. You yeah. have to have it written. Yeah. You got to have an official official training. You got to have the official testing. You yeah. got to have official quality control. Otherwise, if you if you just you know and ongoing education, right? Yeah. So we have a meeting. We we have we have a weekly meeting with the staff, right? Yeah. Where a lot of times, like ninety percent of the times. You know, I really, I really repeat the same things, but it's necessary because it's part of the culture, right? Because yeah. more like, like to kids, you know, the more you tell them, you know, they, they think it's serious and they, and they, and they take it yeah. seriously. If you're selling once, uh, somewhere, you know, somewhere, you know, off your cuff, they're not going to take it seriously. They're going to forget about it the next day, yeah. not even the next day. They're going to forget about this the, the next minute. Yeah, right? They so know you you're serious. Really they know you're serious when you cultivate this culture. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. They, I said, they know you're serious when you keep repeating it. It's sort exactly. of like, you know, like everybody says, you know, having core values in your company and having a mission and all those kinds of things. Ah, oh, that's just garbage. That's just words on the wall. But no, it's words on the wall unless you repeat it over and over again and live by it and show when somebody, you you reward somebody when they do well. Hey, we have one of our core values is helping others. And Janice came and stepped in and helped when this person was sick. And, you know, her day was done at two, but she came in and worked for an extra couple of hours to solve the problem, keep the company running and help out one of her fellow employees. She showed one of our core values. She showed one of our, you know, help. And now you've got something to reward people on and, and make them happy and feel good about coming to work every day because they're part of a culture that they know what they're supposed to do, where, and when. So it is weird that it, the analogy, like sort of like pets, as we keep saying, like training pets and stuff like that. It's funny. I know some people That's that um, don't train their dogs or, or whatever. They go out for a walk and the dog's all over the place and getting underneath people on the trail. And, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you have to pull them back because they're almost underneath the bike. And the dog's anxious. The dog is like excited. The dog is like out of their element. You got other people that have trained their animals. The dog walks beside, happier than a pig and shit, as they say, walking right beside the owner. You know, another person walks past, the bike goes past, the, the dog's just, ah, I'm, I'm just happy. I'm standing with this guy and this guy trained me what to do. And they're more comfortable in their environment. They're less anxious. They don't have they're to happier think. And healthier. They don't have to make decisions. So, yeah. You know, because yep. if they have, you know, if they have a process, if they have operational, you know, operational uh, know-how and they, yeah. they know exactly what they need to do, there's less thinking, yeah, right. They just kind of do it on uh, on instinct almost. Yeah. You know? So so that gets us kind of kind of near the wrapping up here. Um, like to, to ask about sort of some of those wins and pitfalls that maybe some of the audience should think because we've talked about a bunch of them already. Like in that whole cleaner business owner journey, because you got to be a business owner, not. Your goal is not to wear the hat, even if you just start out and you want to go out and be the maid um, in your own maid service, your home cleaning. But if your goal is to 
to build the business that you've got to stop being the cleaner really early on, hire people and build. So what are some of these sort of those wins and pitfalls in your journey that you would maybe help guide somebody who's just starting out, whether it's a new franchisee or just somebody who's starting their own cleaning service right now, um, mm -hmm. just kind of avoid sort of, you know, some of the, some, some of the pitfalls that might come up early on. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. If I had to start over again, yeah, I would. I probably wouldn't do it. You know? Okay. <laughs> probably, I probably wouldn't do it because just because how hard it is to start from scratch. Yeah. You know, because literally, uh, you know, I'm like a big travel enthusiast, right? So from yeah. day one, I knew I had to, you know, I had to leverage. I have to leverage other people. I had to leverage, you know, yeah. um, you know, other resources. So I remember I was traveling and uh, I was sitting there, you know, answering phone calls, making schedule. So I was, you know, I was, uh, I was so much into my business that I didn't see what, what was going around me, you yeah. know? So, uh, starting from scratch, I don't think I would do it again, yeah. but now that I already kind of got the big foundation, like, you know, before, before you, before you break ground, you gotta, you gotta build a foundation. Yeah. Right. And that's, what's beautiful about the franchise. Right. Yeah. So I already burned so much money on wrong marketing on wrong, you know, wrong decisions, yeah. wrong products, wrong, this, wrong, that that it's a beautiful thing to have somebody come in and kind of give you, you know, uh, give you a turnkey um, yeah. system, system and process system to follow, yeah. right? Yeah. Plus, plus, as I said, you know, I was doing the scheduling, I was doing the billing, I was doing the uh, calling, I was doing sales, people were calling me, I was in Europe, people were calling me, I, I didn't I didn't have a break, right? Yep. Now we have the central call center yeah. that takes care of all of that. Right. Yep. So if somebody's starting out and wants to open a franchise, not only do they get all the know-how and you know and and the and, and the business system and the training and all of that, they also get to leverage our call center. Yeah. That would that would eliminate 80%. I swear to God, that would eliminate probably 80% of the work that I used that I did in, <laughs> yeah. the, in the first six months. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we do sales for them. We do, you know, we do um uh, we do call calling. We yeah. do uh, customer service, invoicing, um, billing, uh, scheduling, which is a full-time job on its own when you yep. grow, right? Because yeah, and knowing what's yeah, yeah, somebody starting out knowing what sell, software you know, they want to use and knowing and scripts and how to answer the phone and why. Exactly. Like again, I always talk about the foundation of a in our in our blueprint for success training. The foundation of any great business again is your compelling sales proposition. When you when you buy into a franchise or a story, you've already got that. You've got your risk reversal guarantee. What do you guarantee the audience that is, you know, the, the, your, your clientele? What do you, what do you guarantee them that actually stands out and means something that's a risk reversal? It becomes a marketing message, right? So when you, you either have to think of that of your own, on your own, when you're an independent or that's what a that's what an operation when you buy into a franchise or a licensing should give you. You've got your founder's story. Well, it's sort of like, well, the company started this way. I joined it because of this. There's your founder's story, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing you all need, the fourth piece of your brand built, like your 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 sorry, your foundation is the brand. You have to have a brand message and colors and logos and story and wording that fits and targets your ideal target customer. So somebody has to think through. And if, again, if you're starting your own business. Or if you're already in business and you're hearing this going, John, I've done none of that. If you've missed the foundation of running before, again, as Boris just said, if you missed the foundation, you can't, the entire rest of the business you've built is on a, is on a house of cards. It's, it's because the foundation doesn't support your lead outreach. It doesn't support your service yeah. delivery. It doesn't support your follow-up, your repeat and referral marketing because you don't have those pieces. So 
No, I do like, I, I, I've i owned franchises over the years, good ones and bad ones. I've been in a bunch of different franchises. I've owned independent businesses. And again, weighing both, I would actually be a person, you know, th there's probably an age related thing to that, but I would rather buy an existing business um, and either runs well and just take it over, boom, turnkey, or buy an existing business that's mostly run well, that needs a bit, bit of tweaking. Um, if I was buying an independent and not into a franchise, I would buy something that that I could go in and go, okay, that's good, that's good. All of this needs fixed, but we've got a starting point and revenue coming in and a and a business model already in place. Um, let's let's take that proven model and make you know make it better if it was an independent or if it's a franchise. Let's take that proven model and add my personality and flair and love of my own local community to that mm -hmm. business model. And join the chamber and join the BNIs and go tell everybody my story and knock on doors and go to condos and follow the plan and build the business, hire the right people, train them the right way with the weekly meetings. If I've never run one. I got a plan on how to run a weekly meeting and keep people and give keep people accountable and that kind of stuff. So yeah, and again, not meant to be a sales pitch for the the franchise, kind of a sales pitch for the franchise because it if you've got that story figured out then buying into it is good. If, you, if you're an independent trying to grow your business, watching this, this carpet cleaning, maid cleaning, anything, these are all the things of working on your business versus in it that Boris has already done. This is Michael Gerber's E-Myth 101 and all of that other training that if you're not reading and learning and listening to audio and going, oh, that's a great one. Let me put that on my action plan and having 90-day windows of, implementing things and sprints and all. If you're not doing any of that, you're literally just running year one over and over. Oh, the economy went up. Oh, the economy went down. And you're not actually generating that lifestyle business he, that allows you to travel. In the rat race, especially if you're yeah. an independent cleaner, right? Like I, I belong yeah. to a couple of those groups on Facebook, you know, where you, where they have, yep. you know, uh, uh, the industry. And I see that people, you know, yeah. people are struggling. People are struggling. People struggle with clients, with customer yeah. service. You know, juggling many things at once, yep. trying to, you know, trying to do sales, trying to do customer service, trying to do the cleaning is just yeah. too much. It's a big, you know, if you want it to run well, like a well-oiled machine, you need, you know, you need the yep. foundation. Absolutely. You do. Yeah. You need to target your ideal customer. Knowledge, who they are. Knowledge. And it's the way of thinking, really. Right? It is. It's, it's a lot of it is the way of thinking, right? So a lot of, a lot of, uh, like this, this is not for everybody. The way I do, you know, it's not, I'm not only, you know, the, the, the potential franchisee is not only interviewing me, but I'm interviewing them yeah. just as much, if not more, right? Yeah. Because it's in my best interest, you know, to have a successful franchisee. And if I see that the, the prospect doesn't have the, you know, is not willing to learn or is not willing to change the mentality of yeah. the way, you know, the way we're trying to, you know, the way, the way, the way we're trying to communicate it. It's probably not going to work, but, you know, so yep. we're looking for the right people and, uh, you know, uh, hopefully it's the right business. Yeah. And the right people, as you, as you said, the right people, like 90% of what happens to us is between our ears, right? Exactly. You know, was it Woody Allen who said, you know, like 80 or 90% is just showing up the rest of, you know, kind of ideas. So it's like, yeah, if you've got something in place and they, they actually just do it and do it and do you it. Trust the system. You yeah. Trust the whatever system. that you is. Trust the yeah. system. That's fine. If you're a control freak that needs to micromanage everything, it's probably not for you, which is yeah. any business. You will, I mean, you'd be a great, uh, you know, you'd be a great. Uh, Controller self, at a company uh, or something like that. If you like to micromanage. Right. Right. It, yeah. But you can't, you can't really scale it. You can yeah. really scale it. You can run a successful store, maybe like a neighborhood in a neighborhood, you know, where you have to be there 18 hours a day. But that's, <laughs> that's not what we're trying to. I mean, there's nothing yeah. wrong against those hardworking people, but that's not really no. what we're trying to, you know, bring yeah. to the world. And that's, yeah, you no, know? I appreciate it. I think we've had a great conversation. We talk about telling a different story, building a different business, and then how that foundation built 
something that is now franchising with like your your own personal story. So um, I think that's a good place to wrap. Um, what I always like to do at the Thanks, end is John. just ask, you know, any parting advice, um, you know, just any 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 missing little nuggets for 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 young entrepreneurs or people looking to sort of, you know, get into the world of of doing what you did and owning their own business and just, you know, kind of doing that kind of thing. Yeah, I, yeah, the biggest advice that I would probably give is to build a system, right? Yeah. In your business, build a system. Be lazy in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope awesome people understand advice. what I mean, right? Yeah. Being lazy means that you know you build a system that is that is working for you, not you working for the system. Yeah. Right. Because that way you'll be putting out fires all day long, and you will not have time to grow, and you will have not time for yourself and for your family and for your friends, right? Yeah. You build a system. Uh, you know, with the uh, with the goal of the self-sufficient, well-oiled machine. Yeah. And there are tools that I have that can, you know, that, you know, we go into that probably for a week long training, but yeah. you know, there are specific, specific, uh, specific tools and, um, and uh, know-how on how to do that. Right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I think that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome advice. The, the, the building biggest, systems and working systems is the, is the way to go for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously my business when I, I was 23, 24 years old when I started and didn't know that stuff, had to learn what I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And when I learned it, I went, holy crap, and started putting it in place and been a journey ever since. You found the same path and and did, and has made the success that you've got as well. So um, yeah, so uh just as a, as a final wrap, if anybody wants to reach out to you, because you do actually have something for the reach out for, if they're interested, if, you know, if this helped them build their own current business, yay. If they're actually thinking, maybe I should reach out to Boris about what he's doing. Um, what's the best place for people to get a hold of you and, and see what's available in this whole franchise world that's starting up? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we have a we have a we have a cleaning website which is vepoclean.com yep. and there's a franchising website, right? It's vepocleanfranchising.com. Yeah. There's a form, there's a form on that uh on that uh on that website. Yep. Just fill out a form and uh, a very nice gentleman by the by the name of Braden, he will reach out and um you know, take it from there. Yeah. But it's uh, vepocleanfranchising.com. Perfect. No, I appreciate that. So yeah, so anybody listening, definitely take a look at that kind of stuff. And even if you're just running your own cleaning business of some sort, yeah. carpet made, anything like that, take a look at, at BeppoClean.com. Look at the the way that story and that foundation is now told on the website, feels and looks differently. Start thinking and the personalization, every picture on that website, pretty much every single, almost every single picture is authentic, real staff. They're, you know, they're not models and, you know, they're, you know, some of them look like models or there's some, some, you know, but they're well done pictures, but it's, it's the staff of the company, letting the customer feel what it's going to look like to have them in the home, letting the potential customer start the journey in their mind before they, they show up. All of these are little marketing tricks and tips that we talk about all the time that, that actually available in the book and stuff like that as well. Just the thought processes to put that through your marketing. And Boris has nailed that really, really well. And we've enjoyed helping him with some of the stuff that we can help with over the last couple of years as well. But um, really appreciate the chat today, Boris. Thanks so much. I know everybody's going to get a Thanks. ton out of this. And I hope a bunch of people reach out to you to, to learn a little bit more about the uh, the franchising as well. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, John. Just just the one final point yeah. is that, uh, you know, your carpet cleaner, obviously your, you know, a lot of your audience are carpet cleaners. So we, yeah. You know, so we uh, for the past two years, we'll we'll leverage maid service to, uh, you know, to market carpet cleaning and you yeah. can do the same thing. 
right? Yeah. You can go from carpet cleaning customers to the main service customers. I mean, it's yeah. uh, we it's a great expansion. It's the same completely professional yeah. carpet cleaning, which is yeah. you know, we're the only company in the area, we're the only ones because I did a lot of a lot of shopping for my own building. Yeah. We're the only company in the area that's IRC uh, certified. certified. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody bothers. Nobody yeah. bothers. It's amazing. That's mind-boggling to me. So it is, and it gives you professional another... service in the carpet cleaning, and yeah. we're, the, we're the best in both worlds. So yeah, no, yeah. all and yeah, there is a synergy with growth. There's sometimes you in a in a community you can go deep into the one and build the right. business. Other times you go wide and you add other components as well, like right. you've done. So no, that's great. Yeah, we do get a mix. A lot of carpet cleaners, but we made services as well. So it's a good mix of cleaning and stuff like. That. We even get some people that own janitorial companies and all that stuff and pressure washers watching the podcast. I get messages from all of those. So any of you guys, you, there's a bunch of nuggets here that you've heard from us a bunch of times that Boris is just you know, reiterated and said, hey, it's worked for him as well. So hopefully you took a lot out of this. And I really appreciate it, Boris, as always. Thanks, Thanks so much, brother. And um, yeah, yeah. till next time, everybody, take care and uh, happy marketing. <laughs>